In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to build an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves in changing their world. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. To our men in the arena army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Hey guys, we honor you for grinding it out in the stress bubble of life. Males retreat into the anonymous bleachers, but you've jumped into the arena and into the fray of man. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. Hey guys, we're pumped that you're listening today. Our goal is to call you into the arena, to call you out of every obstacle, preventing you becoming your best version, and to call you up to higher levels of manhood. And so I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with our producer, co-host, and friend, Dale Culver. What's up going on, buddy? I'm just surfing the interwebs for manly rules. Dude, you shouldn't say that. You should just say, hey, I came I up with this. up this myself. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't want to lie. Well, it's just not revealing your sources. The art of originality is not revealing your sources. I'm not very original. Maybe we should talk about our integrity today. <laughs> so. Okay, what do you got, man? What so do you got on the me? art of manliness.com. <laughs> did you go to the art of manliness? I did. Uh, you Brett know, McKay. A lot of the things that you see on Man Rules are just stupid. Uh, you can find Agreed. more stupid ones than you can uh, ones that are actually quality. So it actually took some searching. Um, but I like this one. Never punish your child for a fault to which you are addicted yourself. Okay. So let's I don't agree that. with that. Okay, go ahead. Well, if you're struggling in an area and your son or daughter is found out in that area don't you as a parent still need to discipline them yeah i think that what the difference is is the what that looks like okay so punish could be um for someone maybe that's whooping your kid busting them up i think there needs to be a little grace in that um if they're watching you and you're struggling in an area and you're just blatantly doing it and not stopping then you both need to like sit down and have Come up with some kind of form of uh, uh, 
Was the word punish or discipline? It's punish. Okay, there's that. That's the caveat. Yeah, you shouldn't so, punish your child for something they're doing that's like yours, but you have to discipline. Them. You do. That's so, the difference. All right, I got you. Now I'm tracking. So that's hey, what well, okay. That that's that makes a lot of sense to me. So I'm just thinking for my kids, if I don't discipline them for dealing with lust, let's say in an unhealthy way, then I'm a horrible parent who hates my kids. Right. I don't want my kids to walk into the same things I struggle with. I want my kids to have victory. I think of that situation where you had a counseling thing with a parent who was so mad that he found out his kid was smoking weed. And And they got 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 it from him. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that. Come on, man. Dude, seriously. (laughs) So, hey, guys, I want to get in the meat of the podcast. We've got a lot going on here. So last week we answered the most important question that you can ever ask. And that question is simply, who am I? Who am I? In other words, what's in my hand? What hand have I been dealt? And so, in my opinion, that is the most important question that you can ask yourself. The second most important question, and this is where men really uh, veer, is they fail to ask this question. They get wrapped up in life, and they just forget this question ever existed. But here's the question, second most important question in life. Why am I here? Why am I on this planet where others are no longer? Why am I here during this time of history? Why am I living in this state? Why am I in this county? Why am I in this town? Why am I in this office building right now? So when we combine who we are with why we are here, we become a man who is potent and able to change his world. Guy, what is the point of your life? Have you ever asked that question? What is the point of you? What is the point of your life? You are not made for anonymity. You are not a cosmic fluke. You are not a joke. You have a mission. You have a purpose. And if you don't know it yet, you need to realize this one point. You are awesome. There's nobody like you on this planet. And when you were created, God broke the mold. And so specifically, why are you here? So if the first question, who am I, is the hand that I've been dealt, right? Remember we talked about that? To answer the question, why am I here, that is the hand that I am going to deal to the world. And I've said this before, guys, but every morning at 9 o'clock, a pop-up comes up on my phone, an alert, and it's a quote from John Eldridge in his book, Wild at Heart, and it says this, let the world feel the weight of who I am and let them deal with it. In other words, I'm going to deal my hand to the world, and it's not my problem how you experience that, how you feel about that. I'm going to do it in love. I'm going to do it to the be- my best capacity. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be who I am. And if you don't like it, then find someone else to hang out with. That's I'm okay with that. And so when we start dealing with this, why, who uh, I'm sorry, why am I here? It really comes down to our practices. It comes down to how we live our life. It comes down to really our core values. So we become our best version with practices that we do consistently over time. And by practices, I used to use the word values, but a lot of guys will have a written value that doesn't translate to an acting or a living value. So it's a practice. It's a value. A value by definition is a handful of core beliefs that drive my daily actions and decisions. Even though these aren't urgent today, over time, they will define who I am. So you guys, are we are defined by our values, by how we live our life, by our spoken uh, action, our, 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 our lived out actions, our ethics. 
Uh, Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, talks about this concept of big rocks. In other words, take these four to six big rocks, put them in a bucket, then you, you take some smaller rocks. In, in Oregon, we call it three-quarter minus. You throw them in, and so now you fill that, that bucket with rocks, big rocks and small rocks. Then you take some sand. <clears throat> you fill that bucket with sand, big rocks, and little rocks. And then lastly, water. Now, you can do that with all three of those if you do it in descending order from big rocks down to water. If you choose to mix it up in any other combination, it will not work. So to have that full life, the best version of you, we have to start with our big rocks, our values. This is what we're talking about. Now, for me, I, I when I talk about big rocks, I don't throw God into the bucket. To me, God is the bucket. So uh, he's not a part of my life. He's my entire life. So, so when I talk about uh, values, God permeates all things, and he's a part of every decision, everything in my life. So I want to be really careful to put him above all others. He's the practice of practices, so to speak. So for me, my, my first practice, the thing that I value, would I call it my best life. I want to be the best version, so I need to have the best life. And I do that by taking care of myself first. My wife's at flight attendant school, and one of the things they tell you to get on a plane is put your mask on first. And so I want to be the best version of me physically, which involves fitness, diet, Sabbath, sleeping a third of my life away. I want to be the best version of me socially. I want to have fun. I want to be around life-giving people. I want to have life-giving hobbies. I want to use every day of my vacation time. I want to be the best version of myself mentally. I want to read books. I want to take classes. I want to listen to podcasts like this. Whoop, whoop. I want to have growth opportunities. I want to be around people who will stretch me. And spiritually, I want to do the things that help me to walk with God. There are seven things. Worship, approaching God in prayer, loving other believers through fellowship, knowing the Word of God, investing your resources in God's kingdom, nurturing other people into the faith, and then giving your life for the gospel cause. It's an acrostic that we call we just call it walking. So this is my best life. It's practice two for me is my best marriage. My wife is my number one person on the planet. She's more important to me than anybody else. So I need to practice my marriage. I need to practice that. I need to make that a daily rhythm or a value. I do that by taking her on date nights. I do that by cuddling over TV and rubbing her feet. I make love to that woman, man. I do it often. I do it as often as I can. I'm disheartened when I hear guys. I, I heard a woman just the other day said she hadn't made love to her husband for two years in a counseling meeting. I'm not sitting alone with that woman. Oh, gosh, no, I'd never do that. But guys, make love to that woman. Come on. She's your most important person. Read with her. Pray with her. Hang out with her. Fill her love bank. Give her love gifts. Do whatever you can to make her the most important person on the planet. I want to. My practice three is I want to have the best family. I, we know when my kids were in the home, we had every breakfast was together. I tell my kids, I still do this today. Never leave the phone without telling them I love them. I love you. I love my wife. I tell them it all the time. I Hey, guys, go to their extracurricular events. Get the time off work and be there. Be present in their lives. Take vacations together. Spend Sabbath together. I love the Latino garage. Uh, every I have a couple neighbors who are Latino, and their garage is not a place they park their cars. Their garage is a place they park their couches and their barbecue pit. And every Sunday, then their family just hangs out in the Latino garage. And I think that we can learn something from this, con this, this culture. I think they've really figured some things out with family. Practice four for me is my best career. You will spend a third of your adult life working. 
So be really careful. Lee Iacocca once said, famous business guy, I never heard a dying man say on his deathbed he wished he spent more time at the office. Work hard, guys, but I think anything more than a 45 or 50 hour a week uh, is you're going to have diminished returns. Yeah, you make more money, but you're going you're gonna to limit and hurt yourself in the things that matter that are above that, which are your family and your marriage. So guys, work hard. Be a witness, but don't, um, don't overwork. As a 52-year-old guy, I'm just going to tell you it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Practice five for me is I call it my best play, baby. This is my best play. These are the men in my arena. Who are the best core group of guys I can have? I, the, uh, guys that rally behind the same mission, the same purpose. Guys that rally behind my hobbies. Guys that rally about behind the things I believe in. Have accountability partners. Have guys that you lock arms with. And here's I want to I want to I want to issue a warning right now. Here's the warning. You can say all of these things, guy. You can put them in your mission statement that we talked about a couple weeks ago. You can say, hey, this is me. I'm going to deal my hand to the world, and these are my. this is my hand. The problem, guys, is this. If you do not turn these practices into actual practices, regular practices, routines, rhythms, if you do not do this, if you do not stay in rhythm with the man that you claim to be, you will veer off course into something else. A rhythm to me is a regularly scheduled to-do task that must be completed by a specific date, usually increasing in urgency the closer it gets to the deadline. It's like a task list. It's an agenda. It's your phone calendar. Speaking of phones, you can you, can, you this is how you know what your rhythms are or what your values are. Take your phone out and hand it to your wife. Have her look at your daily calendar. Have her look at your internet history. Have her look at your your text threads, your social media posts. Uh, look at your bank account. Where's your money going? These things all, look at you. How are you spending your time? These things, the rhythms that you practice, these are the things that are the, these are the things that are the, like the cards you're dealing to the world. So you can talk the talk, but your values, your practices are about the walk, walking the walk. So Make sure, guys, as you unleash your full weight upon this world, as you unleash the hand that you have been dealt, and you unleash that hand to the world, you have to put it in a daily practice. Guys, you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. So thanks so much, guys, for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast, uh, equipping men in 10. Guys, we're building an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves and changing their world because when a man gets it, Everyone wins. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. <laughs> Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of you, then join thousands of men from around the world on our closed Facebook forum called The Men in the Arena. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. Also, make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called the Man Card Weekend with the men in the arena. Let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today. And don't forget to purchase a copy of our popular field guide, A Bathroom Book for Men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your own copy at mancardpodcast.com.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, join our army and become the best version of you. Get in the arena. Let the world feel the full weight of who you are. Grind it out. Be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.